John. Marilee. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Fine. Good. Fine. Fine. Good. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why are you so, finding one revelation after another? What do you mean? Oh, about how flawed your theory is. God, it's just. <laughs> I can't wait to hear. <laughs> All right. What have we got today, John? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, did I say that? I didn't say that, did I? No. Well, I so, think, I, I tell you what. Yeah, I tell you what. Hmm. Um, you discuss with a great deal of with a great deal of frequency, I think about good, about being good, yes. elevating being good. There are good people, good people. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. In my position now will be that there are no good people. Okay. It's an impossibility. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we agree, so we agree that we disagree on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't necessarily disagree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Um, the reason we seem to disagree is because I believe that we are inherently good. It's our makeup, but our ego makes us bad, and that's evident of most people around us, you know? So, uh, let's take it then to philosophy. Okay. Uh, talking about God then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are three propositions that David Hume brought up. He was a Scottish philosopher. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is almighty. Yeah. Do you believe that? I do. God is perfectly good. Yes. And evil exists. Yes. All right. Yes. If God is almighty. Yes. And he can't stop evil. Why do, wait, why, wait, do wait, wait. why do we need him? Why do we need him? Why do we need God? Wait, 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 wait. That's an assumption. How do you know that God can't stop evil? Because He's Almighty. Because if He's if He's the Almighty, He's not bothering with it. Well, that's that's just all right. Let's go down this road right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we go back to free will. Well, why would he bother with free? Why would he bother with any of this? Just why did he just swoop us all up to heaven and call it over with? Well, you know the story. You know the story is that um, we were told not to do such and such thing, and we did it anyway. So now we're subject to millenniums of crisis management because we made one mistake in the Garden of Eden. It's not really that. And it, it's no different from that moment she took a bite, okay, in the story, to today. It's literally no different. They didn't have to to live any differently. All God said was, you have free will. So, choose. So, that so, brings us to the subject of today, then. Okay, but before, okay, so before we get to that, so, <laughs> back then... <laughs> <laughs> if if Adam and Eve continued to choose to live in the garden and have everything provided and live in love and have faith, well, then we would be in a different place today. 
And we can be in a different place today. We can choose that we are Adam and Eve. We can choose that today. Because nothing's changed. Zero. I think you guys are given just a carloads of attaboys of mulligans to God. Just carloads of mulligans yeah, to God concept. Because you know? it's love. A huge waste of time. God. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shall we continue or get to the point of whatever subject you have in mind? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, okay. well, free will, okay. Yeah. David Hume, free will. Evil. Everybody's some version of evil. There's no good. Everybody's a version of evil. No, that's not true. Yeah, I mean, really. I mean, if you were perfectly good, why would you bother to even be here? You'd be somewhere else if you're if you elevated to the point where you are good if you turned into light why would you hang around well clearly we're not that then right so everybody's but, evil but however evil. How, however however speaking of the light right the more light we become we fail to exist for a great many people oh so, is that is that like the is that like the Saturday night special for religion? No, it's it's literally, you know, people don't see you. They cannot recognize the light that's in front of them. And they can only see their level of understanding. So in okay, essence, you I, are, you know, gone. All right. And I, and I believe that's probably a, a thing that you're achieving in your case. Uh, and some value there. I, I get that. Uh, at least I get that intellectually. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand why. What is the motivation behind the uh, around? What is the long-term motivation around original sin, other than absolute control? Who cares? I mean, how did that ever get started? Because, well. Uh- Okay, so we know the story, right? We know the story. We were in the garden. We arrived here. God made man and and then made woman, and we were living in the garden, and everything was provided, and blah, 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 blah. We know the story. Yeah, utopia. Okay. It's the original utopia. Okay. Even, so, that, even that one was screwed up. But don't go to, uh, that's, another, that's another podcast. Onward. Onward, <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, we're going to go with the story. <laughs> and the reason why we have reason to believe in the original story, whether we're religious or not, is because we can actually put it to the test. If we couldn't put it to the test, then we would never know. You know, everything is based on just belief, whatever you choose to believe. But we can test it and know that it's true. Okay. Okay. So now, why do we do that? Well, you know, it was the serpent in the garden. It was that parasite, damn it. (laughs) And (laughs) we're still trying to get rid of that thing. (laughs) Infiltrated everything. And um, (laughs) what? Okay. (laughs) <laughs> nothing i i'm loving it it's lovely i love it so all right so we're still trying to get rid of that and right now in this now time we're all waking up and understanding how 
you know, I mean, literally the devil is everywhere. It's in everything we do, whatever we consume, you know, through our eyes and mouth and ears and skin and, you know, through the airwaves. I mean, it's everywhere. But doesn't that underwrite my point? What? That we're, none of us are good. We're just varying, varying variations of that. Well, if good, if the context of good is, is, you know, is complete good, then there's no such thing as complete good. No, but we've been manipulated. Well, I mean, that's fine. I mean, pass it off anybody you want to. But I don't know anybody this good. Completely yeah, but good. okay, okay. Let's let's take a dog for example. You know, a puppy dog. Com- yeah, a dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. A puppy comes into the world, and that immediately is your best friend. It means no harm. It's a bundle of love. It's gonna love you and be your best friend forever. We'll stay by your side. We'll sleep with you. We'll starve. We'll take beatings. We'll take neglect. We'll take all this stuff and still continue to love you. However. However, if that dog is abused to the point where he's afraid and he doesn't trust humans anymore, he's been starved, he's been beaten, he's been, you know, left out in the rain, whatever it is, well, he's not his original self anymore. He needs to be rehabilitated. And that's where we're at. We need to be rehabilitated. We just didn't know. We were like the frog in the pot. It happened so smoothly over time that you know, we're just oblivious to what happened. And you think, I mean, and, and do people think, not you, I'm not going to use you, and do people think that that story is important, measured in sheer mass against a trillion galaxies? Does that uh, story what, even hold any water? What story? The Adam and Eve? Yeah, any story. I mean, you know, pick, pick okay. any story. Or, or the dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the dog has more power to me than any of the other stuff. I mean, I'm, you know, I take it's a only, dog or a okay. cat anytime. Okay, well, let's ask why. Why does that one have more weight? Because I see, because I see the dog, I see the dog as a pure spirit by comparison. I think that, I think that we are the flawed species. I think that everybody got it backwards in, in evolution. Okay, but if we can see, because that's what you said, we can see it, right? Because so that we means can that sense it in the dog. We can see it. We can see. Well, that's yeah. I mean, that's that's empirical evidence. That gets okay. back to yesterday's talk about about empirical. Okay. Egoism. Okay. Okay. And and we're refusing what we can't see, which is you know made up stories in the Bible. We're refusing all that. Well, I'm I'm not refusing. I'm not accepting or rejecting. I'm just not giving them a lot of weight. Okay, okay they're just stories. Okay. Right? okay, okay. But fast forward to right now, today, you and I are living beings here in present time. Yeah. Can't forget about can forget about those stories, but we can also experience the exact same thing with the story, with the dog, and we can see. How, you know, you can take a child who is innocent and loving and good and immediately instill bad habits in them. Fear, fear. Once fear takes over, the child is different. Your story's valid, but that goes back to David Hume in terms of if God is almighty. Why is he bothering all of that, all of that 
that rubric? Why is he bothering with this rubric of good and evil? Because it's the wording. Why is he? He points out a man, you know, like somebody, you know, the all-powerful, you know, guy on the throne. And it's the wrong way to think about it. There is no guy on the throne. Love is energy, and it's everywhere all the time, and we are made of it. And love is good all of the time. And so with free will, we can either choose to be what we are, or we can choose to be a victim of this world. So good and evil really isn't even in the vernacular then. It's just all about how you want to operate in a force field. Well, the reason why it's it's here is because we've been given free will. Free will to be good or not good. I mean, I'm, I'm allowing you, for sake of the conversation, <laughs> oh, no. keep falling back <laughs> on free okay. will, okay? Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not being an attack dog on free will, all right? So, but let's, here's let's take, okay, okay. But we need to pan back. You're you're looking at free will as this minute little, you know, uh, fraction of seconds, whatever. And do we actually have free will? I do have free will. Pan back. I can choose, you know, to drink coffee or tea. I can choose to love you or not love you. I can choose to run naked or get dressed. I have a choice. But the choice is made for you before you make the choice yourself. How do you know? You're not this? making, you're not making the choice. Who is making this choice? Your brain. Your brain is making the choice. And it's, My brain and it's, is making this choice. Then it's telling you. Then it's telling you. So we're saying that the physical brain is greater than the mind. Is that what you're no, saying? No, it's just no. It's just feeding the mind its decision. And the mind is buying into it. <laughs> no. <laughs> this see this is what what the problem is with scientists because you just don't want to believe in god and we have to encapsulate god and if we can't do it then it's our way or no way <laughs> okay. Mm. okay 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 let's go back to free will okay your version of free will my, my version of free will okay, okay. Okay, let's go to my book. Let's go to my okay. book. Okay. okay. I'm on the ladder, hanging drapes. Yes. All right. My client is in the room with me. She's She gets on the bed below the ladder, takes her clothes off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now, now we, we are, we are, we are steamrolled into free will. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's called temptation, but go on. <laughs> Still free will. Yes. Still free will. Yes, it All is. Right. All right. Now, based on the good and evil of Hume, or uh, starting with, with Epicurus and coming back to, to David Hume, Okay. Coming forward, David. All right. Okay. We have at that at that moment we still have the three propositions of God. God is Almighty. God is perfectly good, and evil exists. Yes. Okay. So, in that scenario that I just put up, okay, does God Almighty exist in that scenario anywhere? Yes. Yes, He does. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And God is still perfectly good in that scenario, right? Yes. Is there God any is evil? Good. Is there any evil in that scenario? Yes, there's ego. Okay, so that is the <laughs> ego, which we're going to say ego slash devil, right? Yes, okay. Okay. 
So what, what is the social construct then for me to come down the ladder and follow through with, with that process of having her take her clothes off and ask me a, well, she started off by, I think she didn't, she say what did she say? She said, she said, um, I was just, she just wanted me to look at her. Okay. Oh my God. Which of course was very distracting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But I mean, just, just we're two of us, it's her house and I'm on the ladder. Oh, sure. It's very understandable. Sure. So, I, so, I went, so, so when it went, wait a minute, don't, don't throw me <laughs> at the bus here. <laughs> okay. Go on. So, all right. So I, so the first option is, um, I'm still pinning crinoline in the drapes. She just wants me to look at her. She's naked and I'm, I, I'm, I'm on the job. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next decision that she makes is it's okay if I touch her as long as I close my eyes. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Now that's where the story ended in the book. All okay. right. Uh-huh. And then it's taken up again with Thomas Aquinas further down the road, which of yeah. course would be the emissary of good from your perspective. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. So, so, did I come down the ladder? Did I, did I, did I come down the ladder or not? Uh, did, did, yeah, you had to, right? Have you touched her? Was she laying on the bed? No, no. She said, it's okay if you touch me as long as you close your eyes. I didn't say anything. Oh, she's, that's where it stopped. It's okay if you touch me. And I said, my final sentence was, oddly enough, through this thing, I didn't see it as, I didn't see any of this as um, infidelity. Oh, God, you're such a man. Okay. Okay, John. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, I just have one question. I just have one question. We we won't go down the hole, but if the role... I mean, mean, it's a big... (laughs) If the role was reversed, and this happened to your wife... Uh, She's on the ladder? Yes. All right, she's pretty clean. All right, yeah. Yes, and the same yes. thing happened. Yeah. Would you be okay with that? Why'd you have to bring that up? That's Enough what... said. Enough <laughs> said. <laughs> right. I don't see that as infidelity. No, no. <laughs> but my wife can't do it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Typical, man. Okay, go on. Go on. All right, All right so... Okay, so so is there a double standard in society as you're as you're portraying it? Oh, Obviously, absolutely, absolutely. Yes, yes, yeah? yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, keep going. <laughs> so is that all part of the God is Almighty, God is good, and there's no evil? The double standard? Who who yeah. turned that deal loose that allowed men to crawl off the ladder and women not to? But wait a minute, it was a woman in bed. It was a woman down there. It wasn't a man. It was a woman. Right. Somebody's right. wife. Somebody's wife. I know, but I, w- I wasn't picking on her because you specifically said that you didn't see it as infidelity. I don't That's have right. her opinion. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Um, so the thing is, we have to remember that we're here to procreate and everything is energy and men are visual. So, you know, it's understandable if you, and I'm going to assume she's a beautiful woman, but if there's a naked woman laying in front of you 
it's, you know, most men would be like, okay, you know, what do I do right now? This is, you've really got to fight hard. <laughs> okay. yeah, doesn't take a lot of thoughts there. Okay, next. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Okay, right. so, but, okay, getting back then to God and free will and all that business, why doesn't God intervene in a deal like that? If you know not because God is not a man. God is not a man. God, oh, that's God, right. Okay. right. It's well, an energy. God, okay, why is the energy field? Why is the energy field intervening? Because we either align with it or we don't. This is our free will. You're either going to align with God or you're not. It, it, remember the analogy about the, the dust and the rug? It's like when you shake that rug, all the dust particles go in the air and you can see it in the sunlight, right? Well, it, that if all those dust particles were love, that's the energy field. And you're either pushing it away or you're attracting it. It, it is indifferent. It's just, it's just is. It's just a creative energy field. And so we were given free will. To choose to push it away or to attract it and that's where the law of attraction comes in what are you doing and most of us don't understand what we're doing to push those those dust particles away i still feel that if god is omnipotent if if if, <clears throat> yeah. if god god yes. in whatever format you want to use is omnipotent yes. then then you wouldn't have the option i wouldn't have had the option to come off the ladder no, it's because you're made of love. You're okay. So there's there's a difference. You're there's the 3D world where which is where our ego is subject to, you know, uh, the king of this realm, which is Satan. Satan rules the world. That's what our ego is all about. And in order to escape it, right, we have to align with love, what we truly are. So in that scenario, love is taking over. There's an energy field happening right there because we're here to procreate. You know, so, you know, we call it sexual energy, whatever, because it's the only way you can do it is to have sex. But it's energy. And that's why God doesn't intervene and say, no, no, no. Your conscious is telling you, you, your gut is telling you you shouldn't be doing that, but you don't listen to that because Satan's going, no, you should do this. Nobody knows. Oh, the nobody knows thing. Yeah, that's handy. Yeah. Right. That's really good. <laughs> you know, but God knows. And when I say God knows, it means that you can never escape the energy field. So what yes, you, you can. do. Oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Uh -oh. no. no, no. I mean, I, I proved it in my conversation with Aquinas later okay. in the book. <laughs> I, okay. Because I didn't write what happened after she said, you can touch me if you All right. close your eyes. All right. Because I didn't write that. Yeah. Then 60 years later, I call for the question with Aquinas uh, about, about, had I, if I didn't write it then, does it exist in his context now with me? And he said, no, he agreed. And I said, if I could, so I could write it in or write it out. And then my conversation with him went on to the point where I said, 
if can I write you in or out? Can I really toss you under the bus by simply not writing you in this book? He said he had to agree with me. Yeah. And that's but, when he and I already put on the gloves. Okay, but we have to understand, is Aquinas God? No, but he was he's a frontline player. He may be a frontline player, but he's not God. Simply for for the the encapsulation, he's he's a manifestation. You know what I mean? He's so not you're gonna force that. me to play with the A team all the time here? I cannot yeah. get... Okay. So and the reason why God always knows and love always knows and you can't escape and this and that is because we are God. We know what we're doing. Even in private, we know what we're doing. <laughs> and we know if it's right or wrong. We know it. All right. So, okay. So how about then uh, in the interest of not having sex, um, establishing a relationship with a mannequin in the property room? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your stories, man. <laughs> so crazy. People are crazy. Okay. All right. All right. So go on. What about that? So yeah. So I mean, obviously free will is involved again. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Although it's a different story now because the woman in bed, theoretically, is now made of paper mache. Okay. So but, what? Yeah. So so what is it? So what come into play there? Is there so what? Is it so have I done something wrong by having a relationship with a paper mache mannequin? <laughs> you got to have your head examined. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, I didn't say I did. I'm I know. Just, no, just, not you. But I'm, I'm just, just saying that. You're right. I'm I know you're reporting. Yeah. But if a woman who is in a relationship with this man who's having an affair with a mannequin in this back room, <laughs> she needs to know about that. <laughs> you know? okay, that's, You're supposed that's... to tell her? You're supposed <laughs> to tell her? What is that? Is that part of, is that part of some disclosure? Well, so here's the thing. But <laughs> the thing is, she may or may not ever know about that particular thing, but because he's able and willing to do that and keep it up and keep it secret, all of that's going to seep through his pores in other ways. And if she has discernment, she's going to be like, this guy's freaky. I got to go. Can't trust him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the well, I mean, energy how bad that you is can't. It? I mean, how bad is it? I mean, it just all he did is, you know, get excited over a mannequin. I mean, how is that different from getting excited over art? Okay, so be, well, because, <laughs> all right, if we get excited over art, okay, and you are having an affair with the piece on the wall, you still need to have your head examined, okay? <laughs> I see. Well, I see how I, I just got your tolerance level. But anyway, that's okay. <laughs> well, because because we have to turn it away now. You can't have your whole relationship with the this piece of art. Okay, at some point, you're going to want a live human being. And that live human being is going to be a victim. She is going to suffer pain. There lies the problem. When she finds out or just because no, of how I act it, in general? Just or what? In, in general. In general. Hmm. The character behind the act, 
the allowances made, um, you know, not being to un- not being able to understand, you know, real relationships, that intimacy, whatever it is, it's like that is going to spill over into his real relationships, and she will get hurt by his behavior. Well, I mean, you're, you're making a, a, a generalization prediction there, I think, aren't you? No, no, absolutely not. That's just the way it is? Well, no, because there's a formula. You know, and once you understand the formula, you start mm-hmm. checking off these things, and you know that she's going to get hurt. She probably was hurt from the first encounter. But if she doesn't have self-worth, if she doesn't know how to to recognize what is being said or done or whatever, she'll start making allowances because her of her need for love and acceptance. Yeah, pretty classic, I think, don't you think? Right. Pretty classic. Okay, so let's say we have now the let's say we have a an employee in the in the retail store. Yeah. Who 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 masturbates in front of women. Okay. And the women start to fight over him. Fight over him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They start to they start to jockey for being next to him because they like what they see. Okay. Okay. Now we're out. <laughs> Lock them up. <laughs> Take them all. <laughs> what is going on in this store? <laughs> Oh my God, John! No, no, I, I, you know what? I, I, I can't even imagine that happening. Did that really happen? Yes. No. You can't make this shit up. Come on. Oh my God! (laughs) Women are not fighting over a man who does that. Well, they were mature women, but you know, they were mature women. Mm -hmm. And what? What do you mean? Like older or like mature? Mm -hmm. Oh, older. Oh, so they don't get any? Is that what it is? They don't get any? (laughs) Kind of a base comment, don't you think? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I, well, you know, it takes all kinds. It takes all kinds. You know, but we're not going to generalize, you know, healthy women with that. (laughs) No, we can't lump them all together. Well, I mean, they were, I mean, I, I sat next to one woman who sat next to him and I could feel, I could feel her energy toward him instead of me. Yeah. You know, I could feel it. I mean, she was just, she was like a racehorse at post time waiting for this guy to make a move. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's terrible. That is so terrible. And this is because a man makes a public display of himself by masturbating in front of women in the retail store in areas that are relatively dark but not frequented by the management. Okay. Okay. In our lifetime, in this country. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. In the book. In the book, by the way. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. It's. Uh, I mean, I don't. You know, you, you can't rationalize that kind of behavior. You just can't. You know, the there's there's so much going on there that is wrong. You know, wrong thinking the absence of love, the absence of self-respect, the absence of discernment, the the self-sacrifice. I mean, there's just so much going on there, you know. Well, then, that, well, then how do you I mean, get a hold of your God? How do you shake it off then? You don't. That, but see, okay. How do you shake it off? That woman that you're talking about 
would have to have enough and look at herself in the mirror and realize, you know, what she's been doing her whole life and how it's gotten her absolutely nowhere. It's only brought heartache and loneliness and depression, you know, maybe even addiction. And she'd have to get real with herself and start loving herself. That's the answer. And that's where love comes in. And so, and that just is some gauzy thing that just happens, just drops on her at some point? (laughs) No. What about him? What about him? I mean, he's just screwed up. What does he do? It would be the same thing. Identical. Identical. Go look in the mirror. Yep, that's right. Go put your pants on. It'll be fine. That's all of us. Yep, that's all of us. So everybody has that kind of a thing in the closet somewhere. Maybe not that crazy, but that's... The dysfunction? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, not the sexual dysfunction, but the pain, yeah. The pain that causes the actions that produce more pain. Absolutely. So the pain, the pain is what's causing it in the first place? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I leave for work, get in my car, back out in the street, leave. As I'm driving down the street, I see another car coming that I recognize who is a guy who's interested in my wife. Uh-huh. I don't circle back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I figure probably this guy is going to try and, you know, he's going to be uh-huh. knocking on my door just soon uh-huh. as I get around the corner. Okay. Uh-huh. What's going on there? Where's the pain there? Where's the pain there? Mm-hmm. Where's the whatever it is? I mean, what's obviously it's haywire. So what's haywire about? I mean, I mean, we, we know it's haywire, but where's the problems? Where are the problems? The problem you is you don't love your wife and she found somebody else. Oh, we could have put it on me right out of the box. Absolutely. Okay. You know why? Because why? you didn't turn around, John. That's not fair. No, if, if how is that not fair? We put relationships first. We put love first. And if you knew leaving on that day that he was going to knock on the door and, you know, there was an opportunity there and you didn't turn around. Now you understand this is hypothetical. You get this, right? You get this? What? This story is hypothetical. Okay, but it's but okay. that's what it is. Even true or hypothetical, it's why not? I mean, you started the story with I'm leaving the house, so we, we went right. with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> and you're saying that's not fair. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. If you had an inkling that something was going to go down, why didn't you stop it? Okay. All right. Okay, um, so now let's go deeper. The reason why there's an opportunity there is because we're going to say you don't love her. You're not showing her love in the house. You may you might come home, you might pay the bills, but you're not loving her while you're there. And so you're leaving the door open for somebody else to do that. But you see in that scenario, I'm not the bad guy. You are. You see. I'm not. Well, I mean, you're blaming me, but I mean, <laughs> why didn't she call me and say, 
honey, come back. This guy's at my door, and I think he's trying to get in my pants. Because yeah. she knows that you don't love her. You're not trying to get into her pants. You're not bringing her roses. You're not sitting down with her and telling, honey, what's wrong? Let's talk. Roses are too damn expensive. What else you got? Okay. So, You're not sitting on the couch with your arm around her going, just tell me about your day. She doesn't feel loved. And a woman is a flower. She needs to that, be loved and nurtured. Oh, uh, that's the sprinkle theory. Yeah. Okay. So is that always the case? Is you got to have a wife who can sprinkle or she won't be good? Well, Can't you okay. just have a partner? No. No. If you just have a partner, all it is is business. Business is, you know, it's money. It's not love. Uh, yeah. So I, I guess in these conversations, what's happening is that the men are always wrong so far. Well, okay. <clears throat> it's not that it's biased. All right. It sounds like, okay, it's always our fault. The reason is because Adam came first. God what? Made, wait, wait, Adam? just, just <laughs> wait. Just, just hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. okay. If we go with the story, man came first. He's the leader. And to this day, he is the leader. And he needs to be as much as he can be, all that he can be for himself, accountable to a higher power. When he does that, by default, he nurtures her and everyone around him. Without him first doing that, nobody gets fed. And then when a woman needs to feed herself without him, she doesn't need him. She'll never submit. She'll never well, truly love him. What about thousands of, of household husbands? It's not about household husbands. This, this, it's this, not about, about, I mean, those are complete role reversals. They seem to work fine. Okay. It's not about, you know, who's doing the dishes or staying home or going out in the workplace. Okay? Okay. All right. It's about relationship. It's about when you come home and you're together. Okay. Who does what emotionally? If he acts like a child and she's acting like a mother, always telling him what needs to get done. Can you please do it? And by the way, and can you, and he's never taking notice of all the things that could be done or needs to be done or that she's not feeling well. And he's just checked out. She doesn't need him. That's why it's so important for a man to be a man, to be all that he is meant to be. Okay. And so means, we got about a 50-50 chance in this country then of having that work. Well, we, well, we've totally lost our way. And this is, again, where Satan has come in and fighting. It's a major uh, spiritual battle at this time where, you know, we're losing our way. Everything is upside down. We've been lied to. We've been, you know, I mean... On every front, we have been lied to, and everything's turned upside down. We don't even know who we are, or what sex we are, or what our pronouns are, or you know what is right, what is wrong. It's it's a mess. We've lost our way. Yep, I agree with that. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, I God do. doesn't God doesn't do that. That's not love. Only Satan can do that. That's the adversary fighting for his reign. 
So what is the deal between Satan and God then in this scenario? Because it seems like these guys are always carving up the territory and giving each other some space. Almost like they're playing chess together and we are the pieces. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Well, why but, are we, again, why does either one of them bother with I mean, okay, we already covered that. I'm not because that love is in existence. It is the existence, the energy field, the all, the almighty, the creator. It's everything. Free will creates Satan. Well, okay. I mean, the ontology of this is that we know that, that God is love and that is everything, including us. So it's sort of everything that exists is love. Therefore, right. that's the ontology. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. We take it down to the epistemology of how you and I disagree on that or whether we agree or not agree, you know, based on the knowledge, our knowledge of the situation. And uh, I'm speaking from a scientific perspective. You're speaking from a spiritual, philosophical perspective, of course. And those two never have gotten along. Um, but we seem to, for some reason. What's going on between you and I? Because you can't beat logic and reason. That's why the game is understandable, you know, for the masses because it's logical <laughs> it's reasonable it it, it um, appeals to our left brain which says you know I got to understand something here you can't just give me philosophy and expect me to work it out and this is what you know most you know philosophy books or books on love or creation or the bible and all, it's like well figure it out figure it out I'm going to tell you what to do but I'm not going to tell you how to do it. You got to figure it out. So your fall your fallback position then is consistently logic. Well, what I'm doing is with the game, you're aligning the left brain and the right brain. So you're allowing the woman because she's creative, right? She she's love. We're all love, but she that's what her makeup is. You know, so she's expressive. And when she's expressive, he doesn't understand. It's too complicated. You know, why can't you just give it to me black and white where I can understand it? He needs logic and reason. So on both sides of the fence, the game teaches us to pull back and think before we re respond. And we're only given a very narrow scope of our responses. <laughs> and that's the challenge because we're not used to doing that, to be so controlled. And that's what self-mastery is all about, self-control. Would that be, could that be covered in soaking, for example? Self-mastery? Soaking? 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 Yeah. What, is that? what do you mean? What is soaking? Soaking is the, is the premarital sex version of... of um... Oh, dear God. <laughs> Why do you tell me these things? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's on TikTok. That was, oh, up. my God. <laughs> I don't know these things, John. <laughs> And I don't know what it means, but I don't think it's the equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's popular. Like oh said, my gosh! Because we're a flawed, because we're a flawed species. So, so all right. So, where, where's the logic in that? Where's the logic? In what? From the, from the, in soaking, from the male's perspective, if he's if he believes that if he that if he dips his erect cock in a woman's vagina mm -hmm. but doesn't ejaculate, that's not sex. Okay. 
Okay. Well, right. Mm-hmm. I'm getting straight stuff here. I'm, that's I'm humanity, <laughs> okay, <laughs> making allowances for itself to get what it's what what they want, right? By bending the rules a little bit. As a rule beater, I did say it was it's a all time pantheon of the best rule beaters of all time. Okay, so you know, but but it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it so. It just means you're trying to fudge on what you know is right. Don't do no, that. No, it is so. It is so. What I didn't say so? it was right, but it is so. Because it, because it exists for it's so. You know, it's there. It exists. It's so. That's my interpretation of so, anyway. If it is so, it exists. That's existence. Okay. I mean, I, I believe that, too. I just didn't make the correlation. All right. <laughs> Between right and wrong and soaking. <laughs> and so. <laughs> My head is spinning. <laughs> That's so crazy. You know what yeah. I did today? What? Well, actually, I did it yesterday. But, well, you know, I'm so tired of all these products that we have that are so bad for us in every way. Yeah. And shampoo being one of them, you know. And uh, I decided to make my own. So I I boiled some rice, a little bit of rice, in water, like, I don't know, in a pot. It's not a recipe, so I don't know what, what it is, but let's say I put, like, probably half a cup of rice in maybe, like, a liter of water or something, and I simmered that, and I added dried rosemary to it. And I simmered that for a while, and then I let it cool, and I put it in the refrigerator. Today, I put that on my hair. And I just let that soak in a little bit. And then when I took a shower, I just rinsed it out. And I said, I'm good. I'm happy. And I didn't know what that was going to do to my hair. But um, I know that rosemary is really good, you know, just for memory and, well, for hair and all this stuff. And I dried my hair. And you know what? It worked. So do you, <laughs> okay. So if, did you get a squeaky clean out of that? You know what? You, I, I mean, it's only the first day, but um, I, I could dry my hair nice. I didn't use any conditioner, and um, felt good, and it feels good, and it dried like I styled it good. Like my hair was manageable that I could style it. It wasn't just, you know, like sometimes it just goes flat and terrible. And uh, yeah, I was like, wow, look at me go. <laughs> This is with boiled rice and water and rosemary, dried rosemary, and then yeah. refrigerated? Yeah. So how much did you put on? A cup or what? On my head? I just yeah. poured, oh, I put it in like a, you know, in like a liter bottle, and it was in the refrigerator, so it was cold. And I just, you know, stuck my head in the sink and poured it over and um, until all of my scalp and my hair was wet, and I just left it there for a while before I took a shower. And, you know, my my scalp felt so good with the rosemary. I was like, you, oh. you, didn't, you didn't scrub it then. You didn't, like, look for suds. You just let it sit there. You just, like, you soaked yeah, your head. Yeah, there's no soap. There's no suds. I just so put this it on is, my hair. So this is your version of soaking here. Oh, God. No, John. No. No, I don't think I'll ever use that word again. <laughs> All right, um, anyway, but so you don't you don't look for any rub it up dub. You're just literally immersing your head in this stuff until yeah. you are happy with what it might be doing, and then you rinse it out. 
Yeah. With regular tap water. Well, I mean, I have a filtered shower. Okay. Yeah. It's filtered water, but still it's water. <clears throat> and then you dry it with a machine, or do you just let it yeah. air no, dry? Yeah, no, I have to dry it. Yeah, I dried it, and um, right now I'm really happy with it. I mean, it's only day one, like I said. We'll see after a week if my hair is, you know, holding up or what's going on here, but yeah. How often do you wash your hair? Every time I take a shower. <laughs> like how I answer that? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, so anyway. But um They claim, you know, you know that it's it's not good for your body. What is for your hair? To I mean to people that use soap, which is most right. people. Yeah, you you don't want it. I mean I I think I've been told that I mean, I've done, I've done experiments myself about, you know, not washing my hair, not washing my hair, not washing my hair. And it's very interesting how the oil, how the, how the increased production of, of oil comes out of your skin mm-hmm. uh, that's trying to recover from the abuse of being scrubbed off all the time with these, these detergents that just stick on your scalp. Man. It's terrible. All those terrible. chemicals, it's just terrible. Yeah. You know, this, this morning... Um, Steven, you know, Steven Shitty, he he posted a commercial. Did you see that? No, I the, did. I even I even commented on the commercial. Okay. I thank so I, I thank General Motors for their American exceptionalism. All right. It's wonderful. <laughs> Why? Okay, so I started watching the commercial, you know, typical holiday commercial. And what grandma's got Alzheimer's. And um I'm watching it. I'm just pissed off. <laughs> I'm just looking at what? it going, F you guys. <laughs> Why? Because because they're making making her look bad or what? No, because it's not a natural thing for us to have Alzheimer's. Oh oh oh! These are all induced illnesses, and it's a it's a crime. So it's your your attack on Bristol Myers. It wasn't about how you yeah. Well, yeah. I obviously I understood there was a story there, but I'm telling you, my immediate response was, you know, that she shouldn't have Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. You know, and she needs to detox the heavy metals from her brain. But will her doctor tell her that? No. No. Uh-uh. No cure. Anyway, um, so that's how I felt. I was angry in the beginning. But then, you know, as I kept watching it and stuff, when he kissed her, you know, um, in the car and yeah. everything. In the end? Yeah. You know, when yeah. the granddaughter oh, brought her yeah. home. And, yeah. Oh, then it was I like, can... hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the, best. it's the best commercial I've ever seen. Really? No. Oh, I think so. I thought it was beautiful. Because. Yes. Because it just was. I just, it was I'm very emotional. I mean, I just cried. That's all I did. Why? Because. I mean, I didn't feel, I mean, I wasn't seeing her as a, you shouldn't have Alzheimer's. I was, I was seeing the relationship developing, you know, with her memory. <laughs> you see how that is? Okay, what? that what? oh my god, that is proof positive that we are inherently good, and that we will make allowances for the crap that's been done to us and overlook it, and look for the good. Yeah, I mean I, that's what I did. I, I mean, well, I mean, first of all, ontologically, I didn't have the same reference points that you have about whether or not what what's yeah. causing Alzheimer's. All right, so I mean, right. I don't have any reference point for that. That's your reference point. So we had two refer- two different reference points going into the same story. 
Yeah. You're angry because she's got Alzheimer's in the first place. And I'm loving her because of the environment that she's in and because of the relationship that's developing with her kid, with her Apparently that was a granddaughter. But it's like these, yeah, these, but these big corporations are pulling on our heartstrings saying, oh, it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful story and we just love it. Thank you for making us ill. Well, that's General Motors. That's pick another company. It's not, they didn't make us ill. Did anybody in the production company of, I mean, they don't think that way. Come on. John. John. They don't. Okay. I mean, GM doesn't think GM is not, you know, perpetrating Alzheimer's disease. Okay. All right. We won't go down that rabbit hole. But what I'm saying is that to this conversation is just proof positive that we're following a storyline that they have created for us to pull on our heartstrings. But critical thinking says that never would have happened if you stopped poisoning us with all of these heavy metals. Okay, so that makes you all right. So that makes you a foot soldier for, for whatever you want to cause call that for cleaning up who we are as a species, I guess, for making people healthier, live longer, all the good stuff. What? Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. What? All right. So, so however, historically, the um, we encouraged these big companies to make our life more comfortable, especially during the 50s, after the Second World War. We encourage them to make our life more comfortable, to wash our hair faster, to dry our clothes quicker, to whatever no, it is. No, no, We are fed that. We're programmed that. It's better to do that. It's better to cook in a microwave. You can have it now so that you can get to work faster, work harder. We're yes, going to provide see, fast but you're, but, food. You're, but you're saying that you are identifying that in this conversation as a conspiracy. Huh. Well, let it be noted. Yeah, Some, I mean, somebody write it down. Somebody write it down. What, the I, microwaves I, I are a conspiracy against humanity? Oh, my gosh. Microwaves kill us, John. I know. I'm not denying that. I'm saying well, that. Then, but why did microwaves? But microwaves may be killing us, but they weren't. Invented as a killing machine. Uh, that's what how, you're saying. How do you know that? I don't know that. I'm just giving. Then I'm why then don't this. right? Then don't say I'm on that soapbox saying. because, along with fluoride, along with the microwave, along with um, all of these things that are in our shampoos and our creams and our frozen foods. I mean, it goes on and on and on. You're going to tell me that they don't know all the crap that they're putting in it? Red, red dye number five? They don't know that? They don't know that they're they're putting for, um what is it, formaldehyde in our food? What? They're not going to tell us that canola oil is made from motor oil? Come on. No, I, I understand that part. But you're talking about current stuff. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about when they were first developing it. Uh, the trade-off was trying to get it to market, not let's kill as many people as we can. Let's try and get this thing so we can sell it. That's that's okay. But wait, product. wait, no, because you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say no, and I'm gonna reject that. And the reason why is because you're rejecting my story of Adam and Eve without having any experience. And this right here is you're just hypothecating that that they didn't. That was not the intention. How do we know? 
Well, I suppose we can do some memoir background search to see, you know, yes. if anybody yes, anybody brings that up, you know. But I'd like to see it as a memoir, not as somebody else's opinion. I don't want to have fourth or fifth party news. I want to get a memoir of somebody that's coming clean with what he did, like, you know, maybe Oppenheimer. Oh, you, you mean know. like um, Buzz Aldrin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, I could come out swinging. I could come out swinging. Okay, but okay, but let's get back to the commercial. Let's look at it, okay, logically. What they're doing is they're appealing to humanity because humanity is made of God, of love. It's what we need. Love makes us cry. So we're going to put all of these characters in there. We're going to talk about Grandpa, who loves his wife so much, but she's absent because she's got Alzheimer's. We're going to look at the daughter who's looking at his, um, who's looking at her father, helpless, because she sees him hurting. So because he's hurting, she's hurting. And he's hurting because his wife is hurting because she has Alzheimer's. And the only one that can do anything about it is the granddaughter. The granddaughter, instead of being consumed with the pain, is going to, you know, somehow come up with a remedy. And says, come yeah, on, Grandma, I mean, that's, let's that's the go. Story line. That's the storyline. You got it. Dead okay. On. All right. So come on, Grandma, we're going to do something. I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you, Grandma. I'm not going to sit here and feel sorry for everybody and be sad. Let's go for a ride. And so now the love of memories, the love of where she was born, the love of um, the music, all of this stuff, you know, the, the train that kind of woke her up out of her sleep state, you know, brought her back to life. So then she comes home and... It's like, oh, my gosh, you know, my wife is back, and he's like, I, he's going to kiss her because I, I missed you. You know what I mean? It's that touching moment. But it's love, 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 and pain, 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 pain. That's what's pulling on our, our heartstrings. But we're not so looking at the does cause that make, of all of it. Does that mean that Chevrolet is evil by having them get in a vintage Chevy, throw the t- canvas off the top no, and ride I'm, around in a vintage it doesn't mean shoot. that at all what i'm saying is that if we if we're looking at it critically we're understanding that the reason why it's pulling on our heartstrings is because we identify with pain and only love was the answer well isn't that your story yes this is what well, i'm saying i'm pointing it out in the story aren't you a perfect example of the story then what, that love is the answer? Yeah. Well, of course. This is what I'm promoting. This is what the book is all about. Of course, of course, of course. But what I'm saying is just in general, when we watch the commercial, we're just following a storyline, but we're not picking up what they're throwing down. It's pain, 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 pain. And the remedy is love. Brought to you by General Motors. Okay. I'm not going up against you for any <laughs> fucking reason. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. All right. We're done. Uh, we're All right. I love you. I love you. I'll see Bye. you. Bye. Bye.